Maybe I'm not to the point of stating yet. I'm just throwing this out there as an idea. But what, what my law, my law, I'm such a douche. Episode 821 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, Diz's Law of Accumulated Fatigue. Hey guys, so uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip, talking about my law. Like, I, like, like, who am I to just decide I'm going to make a law? But I did it. And <laughs> we'll get into that in uh, just a second. But first, I want to take a second and thank uh, Math Girl One for uh, a recent review of the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, she says, My favorite podcast. I'm new to running, but have been an avid podcast listener for years. And this truly is one of the best podcasts I've listened to. I love hearing the stories from runners that Denny interviews. He's a very good interviewer. He asks thoughtful questions and does not interrupt when his guests are talking. His quick tips are great for newbies parenthesis like me and experienced runners. I've learned a lot and have been inspired by Denny and his guests. Well, thank you, Math Girl One. Uh, if, if you've been listening, I, I know you still said you're still new to the show. Math is something that's near and dear to my heart, even though I don't do it as much as I as I maybe should have as a profession. Um, but I, I enjoy me some math as well. So so you got a, a piece of my heart with with uh, with that, and I certainly uh, appreciate uh, your your time to take the review and uh, leave some some thoughts and, and your your. Uh, um, Kind, kind words. I certainly appreciate it, Math Girl One. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to leave a review. And anybody else, if you would like to leave a review of the podcast, hey, I always appreciate that stuff. Love to check those out every so often. Uh, get that little dopamine hit, that little feel good, uh, that, that maybe me flapping my yap in the microphone is something that's that's useful to uh, to at least a few people along the way. So uh, appreciate all the reviews, all whatever, it's 300 and something reviews that are in there on, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I certainly appreciate everyone who's taken the time to do that. Uh, Math Girl One, thank you for being the most recent person to review the podcast. Um, so let's let's dive into today's quick tip, shall we? Like I said, maybe maybe one of the douchiest things I've ever done. I don't know. I've done some douchey things. So you, you be the judge if this is right up there. But yes, I have created a law. But let me... Let me track back just a second. Uh, the other day, I was I was thinking, um, being a little bit, uh, you know, letting my, my inner nerd flag fly. I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I started thinking about Boyle's Law. And I'm going to assume that maybe not everybody is as is, is, is much of a science slash chemistry nerd as, as I am. But uh, I remember back to my high school chemistry days, talking about Boyle's Law and and how it, it, it kind of has this inverse relationship or this, maybe not, it boils law is an inverse relationship, but there's a relationship between some of the different factors, uh, that, that boils law covers. And if you need the refresher, here's the refresher. If this is giving you your high school chemistry flashbacks, I apologize, but you're an adult now. You can, you can deal with a little high school chemistry talk. So boils law and, and oh, one other caveat here for the chemists among us, I know who a few of you are. Don't don't hammer me if I get a little bit of this wrong. I think I got it right. I think there's enough nerd in me, enough enough science nerd in me that I got this. I got this covered. I can do a quick quick breakdown of Boyle's law. But if I get something wrong, be nice. Be nice in your hate mail, okay? So Boyle's law. It's all about talking about the relationship uh, of a gas of, of of the pressure of gas inside a sealed environment. So what what the law kind of says is that a constant temperature in a sealed environment. If you um, if you increase the pressure, the volume of the gas is going to uh, be decreased. You're 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 
you're cramming the molecules into a smaller amount of space. If you decrease the pressure, the volume increases. You're expanding things out. And it works the same in reverse when it comes to volume. So if you if you condense the amount of volume, the pressure is going to increase. If you decrease, the, or if you increase the volume, the pressure decreases. So as one goes up, the other goes down. When it comes to Boyle's law, and you're talking about a gas in a in a sealed environment, sealed container, constant pressure or constant temperature. Okay. So I remember I remember some of that. I remember doing the math of it back in the day, and I w- I was thinking the other day. Like I said, I don't know exactly why. But this thought came into my head about how, you know, in that situation, when one goes up, the other goes down. And I started thinking about something that I've been dealing with a little bit lately, and that's fatigue in my legs, a, f- a buildup of fatigue. And as, as my science slash math brain sometimes will do, it's like, ah, kind of like Boyle's Law. You know, there's some things that I can do that increases the amount of fatigue that I have in my legs. There are other things that I can do that decreases the fatigue, speeds up my recovery, helps me to feel better. And, and where this came about or where, you know, kind of where this, the, the, the disparate dots that were connected that ultimately got me to this point of creating my own law of accumulated fatigue, just call me Boyle, right? Just, I'm, I'm akin to Boyle. I'm going to be in the textbooks one day. Kidding. But, you know, where this kind of came together is my long runs the last handful of weeks, or at least the last part of February, were really struggling. I was really struggling with, with my long runs. Legs are tired. Legs are heavy. Just this buildup of fatigue that I haven't experienced in a long time. You know, every once in a while, just like anybody, we all have a run on occasion where it's just like nothing is working. You just, you know, kind of throw your hands up and say, ah, oh, forget it. You know, it happens. It happens. Part of the process. But I had several of these in a row, several weeks in a row. I'd go out for my long run going, yeah, you know, just something like 12, 15 miles, struggling to get to 10, struggling to get to 10. Didn't take too long for me to start. What, what's going on? Why, why when I get to Saturdays, are my legs so heavy, so tired in a way that they haven't been in years? Light bulb went on. Aha. I think I got it. If you've been paying attention, you know that my, my goal for 2020 or one of my running goals for 2020 is to increase my mileage fairly significantly. All right. I want to get to 2020 miles. I want to run the year in 2020 last year. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I think I ended up with 1700 something, maybe close to 1800, pretty, pretty decent jump in terms of how many miles I have to increase. It's not like I need to bump it up by 50 or 60 or hundred. It's, you know, a couple 300 miles that I have to increase up to get to the target for this year. So kind of doing the math, figuring th- things out a little bit, looking at what's realistic. I said, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change up my training routine so that no longer are Wednesdays an off day. I'm running on Wednesdays now. And so, you know, being the, the pseudo genius that I claim to be, I didn't think about how that was going to impact me on my long runs, but with hindsight as, as my reference, I'm starting to, to wonder, starting to think, that all of a sudden I'm running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, long run on Saturday. My body hasn't adjusted to that running five days in a row without a break before my long run. And the fatigue is starting to build up. Light bulb moment. This is law moment. Here's where, here's where it came into play. I've increased my volume. 
I've also increased my fatigue. So I started thinking a little bit more and putting some, the pieces together. And, and you know, that's kind of how it, how, it, how it started to form. And then, you know, started to think about it a little bit more, put it into a bit more of, of context. And I started to realize that there's other factors in this relationship, other, other components to the equation. So I kind of set, set down with it and I don't have the exact math worked out yet because you know, there's some multiplication and some division. And I know that math scares people, not math girl one. She's, she's cool with the math, but I know some of you get a little bit scared by the math. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep it simple. But what Diz's law of accumulated fatigue states, or at least what I assert, maybe I'm not to the point of stating yet. I'm just throwing this out there as an idea. But what, what my law, my law, I'm such a douche. What my law states is that as you increase your training volume and or your training fatigue, sorry, and or your training intensity, the amount of fatigue that your body experiences goes up. The flip side of that is as you increase the amount of recovery work that you do, We'll get into what that means in a second, but the amount of recovery work that you're doing, the time and effort you put into speeding up your recovery, as you increase that, your accumulated fatigue goes down. So volume intensity, fatigue up. Recovery work, fatigue down. So there's a relationship which, between these components. It's kind of like there's, there's, three, there's three different factors, three different variables that impact the amount of accumulated fatigue that your body experiences, two of them, when they go up, it causes your, your fatigue to go up. One of them goes up, has an inverse relationship with your fatigue. Your fatigue goes down. Too often, we don't take the full big picture in mind. Certainly, I didn't take the full big picture in mind when I was making the, the executive decision to try to run the year. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to take Wednesday from an from a off day, from an easy, from an active recovery day, a cross training type of day, to a run day. I didn't anticipate how much that would impact my body's ability to recover, how much fatigue would build up over the course of a training week. Why? Because not only did I increase my training volume by adding another an extra four or five miles to the routine for the week, I also added. So, you know, two, two sides to the volume equation here. I added miles. I also added an extra day of running. Simultaneously, I decreased the amount of recovery work I'm doing because I'm no longer having that, that recovery day, that day that I'm just doing some cross training, just doing some moving my legs on the bike, but not really getting after it too hard. So uh, my, my recovery amount has decreased, which if you know anything about inverse relationship, it means that my fatigue is going up. I've also increased on two different angles the volume of training I'm doing, which also increases my amount of accumulated fatigue over the course of a week. So surprise, surprise, I get to Saturday morning. I'm kind of struggling to get out of bed, kind of struggling to get out the door, definitely struggling to get my workout in. Why? Because I'm just, I, I haven't, my body hasn't adapted yet. My body hasn't responded to these extra demands, the changes to the relationships that, that form the law of accumulated fatigue 
It's, it's more than I can handle right now. It's more than I can handle right now. But now I know. Now I've, I've recognized these different components. I've named them. I've classified them. I've created my own law. And so now I have an idea of how to adjust, how to make some tweaks, how to bring that accumulated fatigue number, whatever it is, not like I've quantified and put a number on it, but say I had, bring that number back down to a point where, yes, I've got a bit more work that I've done, a bit more volume working towards my 2020, but I still have enough gas in the tank on Saturday to get a good long run in which not for nothing, it's kind of an important piece of my goal to get to 2,020 miles, right? You know, if, if every weekend I'm planning on getting 12 to 15, I only end up with nine or 10, that's not a good, that's not a good situation to be in. So the serious part of today's episode, you know, beyond, beyond my douchiness of making up my own law, is that I wasn't aware, or I wasn't thinking, I wasn't conscious of this whole accumulated fatigue thing. And maybe you're at a point where you're not aware of it either. And maybe you're starting to, to you know, train him for a new race or train him for a new distance, working towards goals, whatever it is. And you're starting to get to that point where it's like, God, like I just feel tired all the time. You need to look at, look at the law of accumulated fatigue and start playing with some of those relationships. Have you increased your volume? Have you increased your intensity? Have you decreased the amount of recovery work you're doing? Any one, two, or all three of those situations, it's going to impact how fatigued you feel, how worn down you feel. So you may need to make some adjustments. How do you make the adjustments? Well, obviously, every situation is going to be a little bit different. Every situation is going to be unique. You've got to look at your own situation and, and try to kind of put the pieces together of what you need to do. If I can help you with that, I'm happy to. We can do an email. We can jump on the phone, whatever, whatever we need to do. But you got options. You got options. If you're trying to maintain a mileage goal or a mileage streak or a run streak, something like that, maybe that means your volume is up, but can you slow down a bit more? Can you make the miles that you're putting on, make make them easy, make them less intense to decrease some of that fatigue because your body's not working as hard with all the miles you're doing? That's an option. Maybe you can increase the amount of recovery work you're doing. What are some of the options there? I told you we'd get into this. When we're talking recovery work, we're talking a wide variety of things. We're talking about improved sleep quality, increased sleep quantity, doing some extra stretching, some yoga, um, some cross training, some low intensity movements, so some cycling, some swimming, some things like that, just walking, doing some things to move your body, but not to stress your body, to in- increase blood flow, which helps to speed up the recovery process. Make sure that you're eating well. Make sure your diet's on point. Make sure you're staying well hydrated. De-stressing. Doing some meditation. Doing some mindfulness. Some gratitude practice. There's so many things that we can do, especially when we look at our body as a holistic unit. There's so many things that we can do to help speed up our recovery process. Or at least shore it up. Make it, make it more efficient, which is going to help to reduce some of that fatigue. So maybe, maybe that's what you need to do is focus more on your recovery in addition to the, the extra miles you're putting in. But somewhere in this law of accumulated fatigue, there's a balance point where you're able to increase the demands, 
increased volume or adding some speed work to the equation or maybe plyometric work like we talked about last week, whatever the case might be. And you can balance that out with better, more focused recovery work so that you're able to feel fresh, feel strong, still be making progress towards your goals. Okay? So being aware of it, I think that's that's half the battle. And that's certainly a big part of the reason why uh, I'm going all out there with this whole douchey aspect of, of the law of accumulated fatigue. Because I think it's something that I hadn't really thought of until the stars aligned and I was thinking Boyle's Law and my situation. And it's like, oh, here, here we go. There's a, there's, a, there's a loose equation here. There's at least a relationship here that might be something worth exploring. And so I've changed up my routine a little bit. I'm still running for the most part, as long as life allows, Monday through Friday. But I'm front-loading my week a little bit more. So I'm getting, you know, try, trying to get a little bit heavier mileage on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, backing down a little bit. Friday, just an easy one or two miles. Just something to move the legs. Something to keep that sixth day per week of running in the, in the, in the picture. All right? But hopefully enough, or hopefully it's 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 not so much that I end up on the on the wrong end of the fatigue scale come Saturday. And the last couple of long runs have been better. And here's the beauty of this whole situation. As our bodies continue to get stronger, as we don't push too much into that area of accumulated fatigue, we're able to do more. So we're able to push that volume a little bit more. Maybe incorporate a bit more speed work bit more high intensity training. I suppose we could say we could get away with a little bit less recovery work, but I would not recommend that. Keep working on that. Keep, keep the recovery work as a priority. But maybe you can bump up your miles a little bit. Maybe you can add an extra day of training in there. You got to do what you got to do, what works for you and your life and your schedule and your goals. But as long as that accumulated fatigue level stays low enough that your body, that, that you're feeling good, You've got options. You've got options. So I don't know how I'm going to wrap this episode up, but you know, fatigue is, is not a bad thing. It's part of the process. But too much fatigue can inhibit our growth, can inhibit, slow down the progress that we're making towards our goals. So be aware of, of Diz's law of accumulated fatigue. Be aware of the components, the factors that increase the fatigue that you're feeling. But likewise, be aware that there is another option to help decrease the fatigue by focusing a little bit more time and attention to your recovery. And somewhere in those in those ups and downs, the volume, the intensity, and the recovery is a good balance. You hit that balance, your body's feeling good, you're getting stronger, getting faster, building your endurance, staying healthy, it's a good place to be when Diz's Law of Accumulated Fatigue balances itself out. So there we go. How, how's that for, for a douchey close? I've got a law. Follow it. <laughs> Let me know what you think of this one, guys. Let me know if you if you like my law, if you've thought of it before. Uh, if I got Boyle's, raw, all, Boyle's Law all jacked up. I don't think I did. I think I got it pretty close. But uh, let me know your thoughts on today's episode at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram, DizRuns at gmail.com if you want to end up in the inbox. And, of course, you can leave a comment on the website for today's episode, DizRuns.com slash 821. Got links, got photos, got memes and gifs, certainly over at disruns.com slash 821, the show notes for today's episode. You can also leave your comments and feedback. Takeaway, 
you're trolling, whatever, whatever I, I deserve after this one, you can leave that in the comment section of the website, disruns.com slash eight, two, one. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Thanks again to math girl one for leaving the review on Apple podcasts. If you haven't done so yet, and you'd be willing to do so, I'd appreciate it. If you, if you haven't, and it's too much of a hassle, I get it. It's not the easiest thing to do, but uh, thank you to everybody who's left a review over the last five and a half years going on year six of the show. Whew. Can't believe it. It's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of fun. No plans on stopping anytime soon. So uh, until next time, if you enjoyed this one, thank you guys for listening. If you, if you enjoyed it, let me not get my words mixed up here. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend about it. Certainly appreciate it. And that's, that's a great way to help the show go and grow is by just telling other people about the show. Maybe the most important thing you can do, uh, but leaving a review helps too. So thank you for, for all the reviews that you've left in the past. And until next time, please be well, take care. Thanks again for listening. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. <laughs>